Is it turned on? Hello. Yay. Um, is it is it the southern tip of uh, Argentina, Tierra del Fuego? Yes. Yay. There we go. The 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 geographer in the room, people. Um, so basically, it is a part of the world at the bottom of. South America, Argentina, before you get to the South Shetland Islands. So if you want to go on the trip to Antarctica, which I don't know why you'd want to do that, but be blessed if you do, um, you would have to sail through a bit of the world called the Drake Passage. And um, this is a really, really bit of rough sea because there's no landmass in between two oceans hitting each other. So you've got like the Southern Ocean and then the South Atlantic Ocean and loads of other random water things in between. And it just creates loads and loads of waves. Um, I actually found it on Instagram. I follow these people that go traveling around the world and I was like, that looks scary. I could never do it. Some days it looks like that. That wasn't even the worst that I could find, but I really don't like looking at pictures of deep water. I don't know if, about you, but it actually makes me feel sick. So I, I kept it PG. Um, but yeah, pretty rough. There are videos on YouTube if you want to see people on a ship and you can't actually see outside because it's so rough. So some days it looks like that. Other days it can look like that. Um, beautiful, you're right. And I think life is a little bit like this too. Some days we can have calm, peace, everything is going okay. And then we can have other days that feel utterly awful, where life really does feel like a storm. I can't remember what the next slide is. Oh, that's okay, we can use that one. I found this picture on Google. It's an artist's depiction of the sea, the storm of Galilee. So in today's story, we learn about a time where Jesus and his disciples are met in a literal storm. And the Sea of Galilee was actually and is known for having some pretty rough storms. And this is because of its low-line level and its geographical location and the way that, like, Ian probably tell you more about this, but, like, the way that, like, the hills are around it. Basically, it's particularly prone to some storms and really challenging storms. And the Lake Sea of Galilee um, is one of the most important parts of Jesus' ministry. A lot of Jesus' ministry happened around this lake. He performed lots of miracles here, including our story today. The feeding of the 5,000, Jesus walking on water. And so it holds a special place in a lot of Christians' lives. Some of Jesus' disciples would have known this lake inside and out. Simon, Andrew, John, and James used the lake to fish. And I think they still use it today. It's called St. Peter's Fish. It's like a really popular fish to eat. Um, They would have known this lake inside and out and probably had and been through storms on their boats. But actually, when the storm came, they were still afraid, even though they had Jesus on the boat with them. And we read in verse 25 to 26, The disciples went and woke him, Jesus, saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. And he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? You of little faith, why are you afraid? I don't know about you, but those words really sink in deep into my soul. 
How many times have I chosen fear instead of faith? And how many times have I looked at my situation rather than my saviour? I'm kind of reassured because this story brings me back down to reality. Because in the fact that even the disciples were afraid and they were with the Son of God, I think it's okay for us to sometimes be a bit afraid. But let's learn how we can, we can use this story in our lives today. We all and will go through different storms in our lives at lots of different stages. In our Sunday school in the morning, we talk about what we want to give to God and ask him to help us with. And we can pray about that um, with our youth. We often go for coffee and cake and chat about things and um, pray through those things. And all sorts of things happen when you're a teenager. It could be school or college issues, relationship problems, work stress loneliness, financial issues, our physical and or mental health, the loss of a loved one. We all do and will go through storms in our lives. But what does Jesus say for us to do? He says to trust him and that trust that he will calm that storm. Um, Even this morning, okay, I was swiping through Instagram a little bit before I came here this morning while I was eating my scrambled egg. And one of my friends posted something, and she's a Christian, and it said, fear says, what if? Faith says, even if. Fear says, what if? Faith says, even if. I thought that was amazing. I just thought that this morning. My life feels a tiny bit like a storm at the moment. As most of you know, I'll be moving on from St. John's in a couple of weeks. I'll try not to cry. Last week in our team meeting, I just like tried to say thank you and just went, <laughs> um, It's been a constant change of emotion, stress, heartbreak, and sadness. And I've been really wrestling with God in this season in my life for probably about the last six months. I'm finding it really hard to trust God with it to trust God with the people that I pastor and um, the ministries that I've been working with the last three years. It's really hard to trust God with that. And that has felt like a bit of a storm. My life also feels a little bit chaotic right now. My flat is packed up. There's about 10 boxes of books, which is really bad. I need to sort them out. So if anyone wants any theological books, come and chat to me because I have too many. Um, Seriously, though. And it just, everything is a bit chaotic. I'm trying to pat down from, like, sort everything out, make sure that our volunteers are okay, make sure we've got enough volunteers for toddler groups so that everything can continue. And it's also a little bit chaotic. But even in the midst of the storm in our lives, and even in the midst of this storm in my life, though I still feel like I'm wrestling with God in it, I know that I can hold on to the promise that Jesus is in control. And I think it's really important in this to remember who God actually is. And today, I think we need to remember God is our creator. Remembering too that Jesus was with God in the beginning of creation. The disciples finish in the scripture today by saying to each other, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Even the wind and the waves, that's crazy. But we believe in a God 
and we follow a God who is in control of the wind and the waves. And we need to remember this because this is powerful. Even in the chaos, God is above it all. Yahweh is in the chaos. He is in control, even in the chaos of the storm. And the world is full of chaos. But even in the beginning of the world, God was above the chaos. Now, this is a bit geeky, so stay with me if you are nerdy. There is an ancient Babylonian myth that tells of the story of creation. And it's a really interesting depiction of creation. And it was written a similar time to Genesis, about a couple of years, a couple of hundred years before, but kind of around the same time, if you make it relative. And it's called the Enuma Elish. And this is what it looks like. You can actually go to the British Museum, have a little look if you want. Um, I don't read that language, but I did read it in the English yesterday. And it's a long, long story, but basically it depicts of these gods um, at the beginning of the world, these Babylonian gods that were created in the chaos of the water. So it's the same kind of thing about in Genesis. It says, in the beginning, there was nothing and there was water. And we're going to look at that. But this story talks about these gods being in that water. And this water was chaotic and there was nothing above it. And from that, these demigods were created. And basically, it was all a bit violent all a bit messy, trying to fight with each other, who's going to be the best God um, to try and be the main God. And the interesting part, when we look at then the story of creation that is depicted in Genesis, we read in Genesis 1, 1 to 2, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Yahweh, was hovering over the waters. And if you kind of think about it, the writer of Genesis has actually been really clever because he looked at this ancient Near Eastern myth and kind of used it to basically put God on the throne because God was above the water. Yahweh was above the waters. He wasn't in the chaos in the water with the other gods but he was above it all. And it's a kind of clever little way that the Genesis writer was saying that the true God is Yahweh, the God that we follow. Um, If you're more geeky like I am, there's an interesting quote that just says, in revising the Mesopotamian creation story for their own ends, the Hebrew scribes, the Genesis writer, tightened the narrative and the focus but retained the concept of an all-powerful deity who brings order from the chaos. And our God is the God that brings order from the chaos. Our creator God is above the chaos. He is above the storm. And he is the one who created it. And he is the one who can help us through it and get us through it. Knowing God as creator God gives us the assurance that he is in control. That doesn't mean he controls us, but we know that he will be with us through the storm and that he will bring us peace. I'm reminded um, by Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Jesus simply invites us to be still and know that he is God. Know that he is in control, 
know that he is creator and he is in control of our storm. He is the one that we should put our trust and our faith in. Even in the midst of chaos and even in the midst of pain, even when it seems tough. And I tell you, these next two weeks are going to be really tough. Um, ooh, don't want to cry. Um, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, yeah, and I think that's really important, even in the midst of any storm that we face in our lives, that we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and be reminded of our creator God. And everyone should have been given a little Bible passage first on the way in. If you didn't, are there some more at the back? Are they all gone? If you didn't get one, um, please do go grab one at the end. It's just a reminder to you. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So where in your life do you need a reminder that Jesus is handling your storm? Can we invite the band up just as we pray? And just in this moment, take a moment to reflect, to pause and be reminded of who is above the chaos and who is in control. And we're going to sing a song called Tremble. We sang it before. Is this the first time? We might have sang it before. Yeah. So um, this song talks about how Jesus, um, he makes the darkness tremble and um He can silence our fear and silence the fear of the enemy. So be reminded of what I saw on Instagram earlier. Fear says, what if? Faith says, even if. So why don't we pray? Do we want people to stand up or sit down? Sit, yeah? Okay, so we're going to just sit and just take a moment, like I said, to reflect. Where do you need the reminder in your life that Jesus is handling your storm. And Father, I pray for everyone here that they will be reminded of that. And if people here are particularly uh, struggling in a season where they feel like they're in a storm, Lord, I pray that you would bring peace. I pray, Lord, that you would bring comfort. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to trust in you and trust that you've got this. And um We pray, Lord, for breakthrough. We pray, Lord, for um, those storms to calm. Just like you rebuke the wind and the waves, I pray that you, you calm the storms in our lives.